Welcome to Wednesday on the Puro Pelka podcast. It's Mike here, and I thank you again for your patience. Had a crazy day yesterday, and we did not get out the anticipated podcast with Jim Stovall and his weekly Winner's Wisdom column. That is happening today. So if you've been in need of some Winner's Wisdom, Jim Stovall will be there today, and that means we're pushing Dr. Michael Roizen to tomorrow. And we will have some uh, great new stuff from Dr. Royson tomorrow. He and I are readjusting our schedule, so stay tuned for that. Everything will happen in due time, as my father used to say, in due time. We will get to that. Busy day, busy morning today. I noticed that the, uh, the cable news channels, the cables as they call them, they all lost their minds when a report surfaced. And some of them called it breaking news, but a report surfaced that uh, the former royal couple, what is it, Meghan and Harry, Harry and Meghan, uh, were in a uh, nearly catastrophic car crash. Several nearly catastrophic car crashes happened when they were chased by the paparazzi yesterday. It's not breaking news if it happened yesterday, people. It's not even worth talking about because nothing happened. There was no car crash. There was no catastrophe. Just these people, these entitleistas who want your attention, they created a thirst trap by showing up at a media event for, I think it was Ms. Magazine. They got some award. Megan got some award. And then they got into their own little motorcade and the paparazzi chased them. Now, where's the New York City Police Department shutting down the chase by the paparazzis? It apparently went on for two hours, we were told. And again, this happened yesterday. Why did it take until noon today for all of this to come out? Why? I'll tell you why. Because they had to get their story straight. They wanted to make sure that the Talking Points memo contained all of the appropriate references to the paparazzi chasing Diana, Harry's mother, and causing that car crash. Yeah, it's all very well scripted. They've learned a lot by being friends with Oprah. It's just so much garbage. I don't want anybody chased by the paparazzi. I don't want anybody in catastrophic car chase and crashes, but there were no crashes, so there was no catastrophe. If they really want to be scared... Why don't they get on the subway? Maybe that's a good idea for them. I'm so tired of these people. So absolutely tired of them. I wish the media would pay more attention to people like Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, who was in uh, Cannes, which is in Nice, France. He's at the Cannes Film Festival for some movies got coming out that I probably won't see. And a reporter from Variety just couldn't wait to ask Johnny Depp, if uh, he had anything to say to the people who didn't want him ever to be allowed into the movie industry again because of the Amber Heard trial, which Johnny Depp won. It was proved to be just a, a gigantic mess, a whole house of cards and lies from Amber Heard. Johnny Depp was the winner. So why would this even happen? I'll give you a little bit of it because Mr. Depp, 
delivers an epic takedown, I think. Hi, this is uh, Matt Donnelly from Variety. Um, Mr. Depp, related to what you said earlier, uh, there has been a bit of controversy about your presence here in Cannes regarding your past legal matters, personal legal matters. Um, what would you say to those who think you should not have been here at the festival? Really? That's the question you're not asking about the film that got a seven-minute standing ovation? Johnny Depp kind of stares off into space and puts together a thought. <laughs> what? So um, we're talking theoretically about what would I do if there were people who didn't want me to come to the Cannes Film Festival? What if one day they did not allow me under no circumstances, no matter what, I cannot go to McDonald's for life. Because somewhere, if you got them all in one room, there'd be 39 angry people watching me eat a Big Mac on a loop. <laughs> just for fun. Um, who are they? Why do they care? I, I ex ask the same question. But well done, and I hope McDonald's gives Johnny Depp a lifetime Golden Arches card or whatever they give to their favorite celebrities. And I wonder if he actually eats Big Macs. I'm just throwing that out there. Johnny Depp. I, I didn't mean to get into the whole uh, celebrity thing, but the... Uh, mainstream media jumping on board and and just tripping all over themselves to report on Meghan and Harry and something that happened yesterday and call it breaking news. It happened in New York City. They all have offices in New York City. Fox, CNN, MSNBC, they're all based there. They have hundreds, in, in many cases, thousands of employees there. They could have had this on last night, but no. No, no, no. They missed it. So today it has to be called breaking news. Take the dumb breaking news banner off of things that aren't breaking news. It's a waste of everyone's time, especially mine. So I don't like when time is wasted. Uh, a couple of things before we get into the news of the, day, of the day, because there is some interesting news, especially follow-ups to what happened a week ago when we learned about the Biden crime family sucking all that money tens of millions of dollars worth of money out of China and Romania and probably Russia and Ukraine too. There are some updates there. And then we had the uh, Durham report that came out and the reaction is absolutely hilarious on the left, but uh, the right needs to unify and stand up and scream about this more because the left wants it to go away. But let's look at this day in history because I think we learn from looking at our history. In 1768, on this date, George Washington criticized taxation without representation. And that was really the basis for the uprising that caused us to start this country. We want to be free people and we don't want to be taxed to pay a king. And now George Washington's comment about taxation without representation is on the license plates for the District of Columbia, the people who claim that they deserve statehood. They don't. They're a gigantic mess. Also on the state in 1792, 24 stockbrokers got together. 1792, think about it. 
24 stockbrokers got together under a tree near 68 Wall Street to agree on the commission structure to people like themselves. This planted the seeds for the New York Stock Exchange. Kind of interesting, isn't it? In uh, 1940, on this date, Germany occupied Brussels, Belgium, and then started heading into France. And thank God for America and the rest of the Allied forces who drove the Germans and Hitler out. The thank yous should never stop. In 1967, on this date, Tennessee finally repealed the 1920s law. Yeah, this is 1967. That made it illegal to teach evolution in, in public schools. They were teaching evolution, obviously, after the Scopes monkey trial, but uh, the law stayed on the books until 1967. Kind of weird. And on this date, 1973, 50 years ago, think about that. The uh, first televised Senate hearing focused on Watergate began which ultimately led to Richard Nixon leaving office, resigning, because he certainly would have been impeached. In uh, the year 2000, this was the final original episode of a TV show that I was not obsessed with, but much of America was, Beverly Hills 90210. It gave Tory Spelling a job, didn't it, for a long time. Yeah, that's what happened on this day back in the day. Now, what's been happening here? Uh, Yesterday, Joe Biden uh, made the Chinese happy. He vetoed a bill that would have protected the United States solar panel manufacturers. But we all know that Joe loves China. They're not bad folks, folks. Awful. Joe says uh, the border is much better since Title 42 has ended. No, not really. We still have a giant immigration mess, sir. And there still are tens of thousands of people lurking, waiting to get into this country by hook or by crook. Yesterday, the debt ceiling uh, discussion happened at the White House, and uh, Biden, he's still slow walking this. The House GOP has already passed the bill. The House has passed the bill. The Senate isn't doing anything. Biden's not doing anything. Biden assured everybody just around 11 o'clock today that uh, America is not a debtor state. We will not default. America will not default. We'll wait and see what he does. But he's not going to hang around. He's got a he's got a trip planned. He's he's flying overseas. Joey is flying overseas because he's got to meet with the G7. He said he is going to skip part of uh, the planned trip. He's not going to go on to Australia. So apparently he has heard some of people saying, hey, dude. Dude. We need you to be here, and they're apparently negotiating with a much smaller group. A much, much smaller group. Interesting. Um, there's, By the way, breaking news today as we're talking here, as I'm putting this show together. Uh, Fox News is apparently revamping its schedule. It is revamping its schedule, claiming... On uh, the Drudge Report, which has gone totally liberal, by the way, it's nothing conservative on there, saying that Hannity's moving to eight and Waters and Gutfeld are getting primetime slots. We'll see how this shakes out. I'll wait till the official announcement. Maybe it it comes up online before we uh, get out of here, before we wrap up today. So Joe Biden is headed 
to Japan for a G7 meeting. And then he is reportedly coming back Sunday for the debt ceiling discussions. And we have a smaller group doing the negotiations, which I guess is a good thing, because once you get a whole bunch of people in a room, nothing ever seems to get done. You just need one or two people on each side, and let's get it done. Biden, though, before he, he left the country, couldn't resist the chance to slam the GOP. He says it's disappointing that Republicans are not willing to discuss, even talk about raising taxes. Wait, what? Yeah. Listen, this is what he said. It's disappointing that our discussions in the congressional Republicans have not been willing to discuss raising revenues, but the policy differences between the parties should not stop Congress from avoiding default. So raising revenues, that means raising taxes. Do they think we're stupid? I hope not. Joe also didn't sound very good this morning when he stepped into the Roosevelt room. And uh, I, I worry about his health every day. The order came. Evacu excuse me. Evacuate immediately. Justin searched through the smoke as fast as he could. <coughs> crawling through. <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, maybe he was reenacting crawling through the smoke for the medal he was about to award the man for bravery in that situation crawling through the smoke uh joe also had a, a brain fart the memory lapse happened again and uh i i just the the clip speaks for itself and i also want to thank our special guest uh um uh, michelle uh, who uh ensure that uh today's uh today is both a delicious and uh a glot kosher today's what Today's meal? And is Michelle with you? Is Michelle a man or a woman? Joe seems to be confused about that because he just said our special guest is, uh, and then the brain fart happened, couldn't remember, and he threw out the word Michelle. Let's see. Uh, where, I don't know where the chef is. There you are. Well, stand up, man. Yeah, stand up, man. Was a man or a woman? The clip doesn't go any further. But he had a forgetful moment there. Very forgetful moment. Uh, he, uh, he's not well, is he? No, not even close to being well. And speaking of not even close to being well, if Joe is not the president, if he has to somehow withdraw or be forced out of office either for his health or the Biden crime family, that means Kamala is the president. And I don't think anyone is ever comfortable with Kamala, ever. She was being interviewed by a woman, and I think the woman may have been from Louisiana because Kamala does what she always does, and that's panders and tries to make a connection, fake or not, with the person. Here she's talking about one of her favorite dishes. A dish I've never heard her mention before. Gumbo. Something I enjoy. I like Cajun cooking. One of my favorite dishes probably is gumbo. Okay. I love gumbo. Yeah. I had, so I was raised by my mother and then we had a second mother, Miss mm. uh, Shelton, who's from Louisiana. And mm -hmm. She made the best gumbo. And I have been a lifelong gumbo apprentice. I, I think this is all a lie. 
And I think the interviewer is not only tired of it, but also doesn't believe it. She's trying to move on. Listen to how many times she says, okay, okay. Like, yeah, nobody believes you. Let me ask you a question. Learning how to make gumbo my whole life. Okay. I never mastered it like okay. she did. But that's one of my favorite foods, okay. probably. Okay, three times in five seconds. Okay, okay, okay. Good for you. Congratulations. Here's a cookie. Then there was a, an actual weird question from the interviewer about what TV is Kamala waiting to binge? Like you're waiting for the next episode to come out or the season to come out and you can watch all the episodes? The answer surprised me. What TV show are you waiting to binge? Well, we've been binging okay. Yellow Jackets. Oh. It's really, um, it's kind of difficult to watch, though. Okay, okay. Because um, it has cannibalism in it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah, what's funny about cannibalism? It's hard to watch because it's got cannibalism. We're doomed. We are doomed. I said the president's headed over to this G7 meeting, and that means uh, his press secretary will be going with him. Corinne Jean-Pierre. Cringe. Cringe is going to go with him. And uh, yesterday, she literally, literally walked away from the press conference when she was pressed on uh, Joe Biden's reaction to special counsel John Durham's report on the fake Russian collusion hoax that Joe was actually briefed about in an Oval Office meeting with Obama. He knew about it before it all went down. He was there allowing it to happen. So did Obama. They're creeps and they're criminals. This is, this is way worse than Watergate, even though back in the days when the lie was being fed to us the democrats were telling us oh this is worse than watergate yeah here's cringe yesterday literally walking away when asked about it what is the white house reaction to special counsel durham's report on how the fbi handled the trump russia probe i would leave it to the department of justice to speak to talks often about how he wants the doj and fbi to remain independent and um you know above the fray that report seems to reflect the opposite. Is, does he agree with uh, Special Counsel Durham that there needs to be wholesale changes at the FBI? Again, that is uh, with the Department of Justice. That's not something that I'm going to speak from the podium. As you just stated in your question, we believe in an independent uh, de Department of Justice. That's what the president said when he was running, and that's what the president has said the last two years. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys in Japan. I'll see you in Japan. Nothing to see here. Just keep it going. I closed up my binder and walked away. Uh, no. The DOJ works for the government, which is run by the president of the United States, as well as the Congress and the Supreme Court. Yeah, I know about the three branches. But when you get to pick the attorney general, who is the oversight of the DOJ and the FBI, you have to have an opinion on this report. To be told nothing to see here, go talk to the DOJ well, that's awful. And you know what? Corinne Jean-Pierre should have been quizzed more about that, too, because a long, long time ago, way, 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 way back in 2018, she appeared on the Chris Matthews program on MSNBC. 
And she had something to say when asked about Donald Trump and the uh, allegations about Russian interference and colluding with the Russians and money laundering. I wanted yes. an answer. Do you think okay. he's guilty? I think he's he's crazy. You I think, think he's, he's guilty. Yes. I, what's I think, he guilty of? I think he's guilty because he of knows. What? what did he do? <laughs> well, he's the one who can answer that. I think. No. He what knows. is he? You said he's guilty. What's he guilty of? Well, I- interesting. That even Chris Matthews saying, okay, you say he's guilty, but of what? She can't answer because it was all about demonizing Trump. I think he feels that he there is something that's going to come out about Russia. Remember, there's there's money laundering. He knows what the Trump organization right has been that. doing. Go ahead. So Matthews says, I think you're right about that. But there was no money laundering proven. None. There was no collusion proven. None. Donald Trump has reportedly, his lawyers have filed papers against the board of the Pulitzer Prize Committee saying that they defamed him by giving awards to the media who was reporting on things that were not true, was reporting on stuff and not pushing it through, to, as a journalist would do, to actually getting the, the proof of the allegations. For example, when CNN had uh, Eric Swalwell on, the guy who had the relationship with the Chinese spy, the honey trap who left then, uh, Eric Swalwell telling giant lies on CNN. In our investigation, we saw strong evidence of collusion. The Republicans now are choosing to bury it. I don't know what you call it when the Russians make multiple approaches to members of the Trump family, the Trump organization, the Trump campaign to offer and preview dirt on Hillary Clinton, where the candidate stands in front of a public crowd and says, Russia, you'll be rewarded if you hack her deleted emails. And then once Russia does it, the campaign doesn't report to law enforcement its prior contacts with Russia. They actually amplify through social media, the candidate's own words, what Russia hacked. I, I think that is, uh, it, that's clear collusion, but there's also evidence that the public has not yet seen that we think if we release our transcripts, they would also find us. Are you going to- In our- They never released the transcripts. There never was any proof. All of that was allegation. The, uh, investigation that Swalwell talked about here never happened. It didn't happen. Well, they just grabbed bits and pieces of things and shared them. The things that they believed were true, the things they wanted to be true that were not true. Patently false. It was a bunch of Bravo Sierra. And this guy, the only time he actually paid the price for this The only time Swalwell had to, I guess, step up and face the lies he told was when the GOP got control and they took away his chairmanship, his seat on on committees, which is great. Absolutely great. I'm happy for that. I'm happy that he's not in a position of power anymore. And then there's Jerry Nadler, the waddler, the congressman from New York who... uh, was peddling dangerous misinformation and conspiracy theories in 2017. Then we need to know if anyone was involved. Trump today tweeted, it's commonly agreed after many months of costly looking, there was no collusion between Russia and Trump. Yes, Trump said that. Now Jerry Nadler is going to step up and spread some lies. It is not commonly agreed. Mm -hmm. There was obviously a lot of collusion. The question is how high in... uh, Every day we... Every day. Every so often we get new information uh, about involvement. Uh, we now know that uh, that lawyer who uh, who was at the meeting with uh, Trump Jr., et cetera, uh, did in fact 
uh, have uh, information about Hillary Clinton from the prosecutor general of the Soviet of the Soviet of, of Russia. There was a guy who knew a guy who said he had some stuff. None of this was true. This was all rampant speculation. And then there's the biggest liar of them all, fathead Adam Schiff. The guy who kept saying this was about the size or, or even bigger than Watergate. Well, it is like Watergate uh, in the sense that uh, you had a break-in at the Democratic headquarters, uh, in this case uh, a virtual one, not uh, a physical break-in. Uh, and you had a president uh, as part of a cover-up. Um, and here you have a president doing a different kind of cover-up. Uh, you have a president uh, peddling these uh, falsehoods and you have uh, essentially people putting out a propaganda like Rudy Giuliani to further that fiction. Uh, it is, I think, of a size and scope probably beyond Watergate, just not the Watergate the president is referring to. Or not. So let's go back and talk about some of the lies that were put out there. Remember the story of the Russian hotel and the presidential suite that Donald Trump was alleged to have visited, hired hookers to jump up and down and pee on the bed where Barack Obama would have slept? Remember that Tom Arnold was given free reign on one of the cable channels to do a show in search of the PP tapes, never got them, never found them, never had his feet held to the fire over this. It's because it never happened. And so many people have brought this up. Donald Trump is a notorious germaphobe. The thought of him hiring Russian hookers to have them pee on a bed it's laughable. The whole thing is laughable. Never happened. Let's get back to Adam Schiff because he kept saying there was evidence. We never saw the evidence. Can you agree that there has been no evidence of collusion coordination or conspiracy that has been presented thus far between the Trump campaign and Russia? Before I play you Schiff's response, this was from 2018 and this was on CBS on Face the Nation. I can't believe this actually happened on CBS Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan. Unbelievable. All right, let's hear what Shifty says. Uh, no, I don't agree with that at all. I think there's plenty of evidence of collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. We haven't seen it, so it's not in plain sight. You've never showed it to us. Can you please show it to us? Now, that's a, a different statement than saying that there's proof beyond a reasonable doubt of a criminal conspiracy. Bob Mueller will have to determine that. But, of course, right. the entire so you're, meeting you're, you acknowledge Trump that Tower, the FBI has not presented it thus far. I, I'm, I'm drawing this uh, distinction no, because what, this is what the White Margaret, House is arguing here, that the president is drawing a distinction, that he is saying when he says hoax and witch hunt that he means one thing and that it's not uh, really trying to disassociate himself from what his national security team says. Well, well, first of all, we haven't seen what Bob Mueller uh, has produced in terms of the evidence yet. Can you yeah, and you haven't shown us the evidence you kept saying you had. It was a gigantic lie. And the thing that really makes me more upset than anything is that we will likely never see, never see anyone held accountable, ever. It's so frustrating. It's what makes us not trust the government. It's what makes us not trust the media. And the mainstream media really should pay a price for it. And that's why, that's why you have the lawsuit 
from Donald Trump against the people who hand out the Pulitzer Prizes. They should at least take them back. You know, when Millie Vanilli got caught faking the funk on all their songs they never sang, at least the Grammys stood up and said, no, 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 you got to give those back to us. You guys didn't get those. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope there is some accountability there. And maybe it'll be a civil remedy for Mr. Trump. Maybe. We shall see. Uh, The mayor of New York, Eric Adams, the guy who was supposed to help Joe Biden get reelected, has been apparently thrown off the reelection executive council because uh, he's he's ticked off that Joe Biden is allowing all these immigrants to be bussed to New York City. New York City now housing immigrants inside school gymnasiums, at least 20 public school gymnasiums have cots, and they're putting people in those gyms. We barely have students working out or having gym classes anyway. So don't take that away from them. The parents are furious. They're saying, who are the people you're bringing into the schools? The way the Chicago folks are saying, hey, who are you bringing into our community? Do we know anything about them? Eric Adams is uh, not happy with Joe Biden, and he was on the Fox 5 channel in New York City, asked uh, about where the heck the president is on this. Where the heck is the president of the United States? Uh, That that is a good question, and I think we all should be asking, uh, why is this happening to a city that was turning itself around and will continue to do so? Uh, This should not be happening to New York City, Chicago, Los Angeles, and the other big northern cities, and really it should not be happening to El Paso or Brownsville, Texas. No city should be carrying this burden. It's a national problem, and it needs a national solution. And your guy, the president, is the cause. I appreciate the fact that you mention all the small towns in Texas who are bearing the brunt of this and have for a couple of years. But it's, it's your party's problem, sir. You guys are the problem. And the first solution is if you got people coming into your house because your door is unlocked, how about you lock your damn door? How about you you put a lock on the door and lock it up at night so people can't come in? Just a simple thought from a simple guy like me. Uh, it is maddening, is it not? Uh, Donald Trump continues on his post-Durham report release victory tour. William Barr was out there. He was on Fox ripping the FBI and the media over the report. Good for him. He's still not sure about Donald Trump as uh, as a candidate going forward, but he he's not going to support the FBI and the mainstream media on this. And that's good. I think that's very good. Uh, keep an eye on a, a little bits of drama happening in the House and the Senate. Lauren Boebert filed for divorce from her husband. I think they were married 20 years. He apparently would not accept it. And, you know, we see this happen. You see this happen when someone goes from running a restaurant in a small town in Colorado to suddenly the spotlight and maybe everybody changes. Maybe somebody's used to small town living and somebody loves the spotlight. It can be tough. You just hope that the kids are going to be okay. Uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein is back in the Senate, but she apparently never knew she left. That's true. 
she did an interview in a uh, San Francisco paper and doesn't seem to remember being absent from the Capitol. Interesting. She's only 89 years old, but the Democrats can't stand to lose her. They wouldn't lose her because the seat will go to a Democrat. It's not really even uh, a slight chance that it won't. But that's, uh, that's a big stinking story. The other, the other story in the Senate is uh, John Fetterman, the Pennsylvania senator, the guy who suffered a stroke while he was campaigning and has been battling, battling depression ever since he got there. He actually spoke yesterday on the banking situation with all the banks defaulting. And while his, his logic in his argument is actually there, and it's, I kind of agree with what he's saying about, you know, how can we trust you banks? But he just can't communicate. It's not not happening. Is is it staggering? Is it a staggering responsibility that that the head of a bank could literally could literally crash our economy? It's astonishing. That's like if you have, I mean, like, and and they also realize is that 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 now they have it's in a guaranteed a guaranteed way to be saved by no again by no matter no by by how you know. So it's it's you know isn't it appropriate that the those kinds of this kind of control should be more stricter? Now it goes on, but it's just too painful to watch. His argument is not wrong. He's just not able to communicate the way he could before the stroke. Now I'm not sure that that disqualifies him. At least he had a suit on. We'll see how he votes on things. Let's see what happens. Robert Kennedy Jr., the guy that the uh, Democrats do not want to run against Joe Biden, uh, yesterday said something absolutely damning that will haunt the Democrats. It'll probably scare the Democrats from allowing Joe Biden to debate Donald Trump if Biden is the nominee and Trump is the nominee. This was Robert Kennedy on Donald Trump. President Biden at some point is going to have to debate President Trump, you know, who's the presumptive nominee of the Republican Party, President Trump has shown himself to be the most uh, devastating debater uh, probably since Abraham Lincoln. The most devastating debater since Abraham Lincoln. He's not wrong. Absolutely not wrong at all. I just wonder if uh, the Democrats look at that and go, no, no, please. Joe can't debate. He's going to we're going to find a way to get get uh, Donald Trump out of there. He can't win because Joe can't debate him. Anybody could handle Joe Biden. Anybody. A high school debater could handle Joe Biden. Uh, A couple other stories out there. It looks like uh, North Carolina had the votes to overturn the governor, the Democrat governor's veto of their new stricter abortion bill. It makes abortion legal up until 12 weeks. That's not good enough for the left. They they like killing babies up until birth. But you'll see this is going to be part of the 2024 elections. Definitely. We have a couple other stories out there. We're keeping an eye on the Wyoming sorority sisters of Kappa Kappa Gamma have sued the the national headquarters of their sorority saying you're forcing us to accept a male member in the sorority house. And yes, I meant male member. There's a guy who says he's he's identifying as a woman. And it's just creepy. 
and it's not fair, and it's not right. Oh, by the way, are you, are you all in on this? Bud Light says, hey, we want all you Bud Light drinkers back. We're sorry about that that guy who's identifying as a 13-year-old girl and everything. Sorry about that. We're going to put out some uh, camouflage-designed bottles to honor the troops for Memorial Day. Will that bring you back? I don't think so. I really do not think so. No, not coming back. And um, in case you needed another reason to hate the World Health Organization, they now have a program that is pushing early childhood masturbation for toddlers and encourages kids as young as four to start asking questions about gender identity. The left wants to destroy us. We cannot let that happen. We need some inspiration. So let's get uh, Jim Stovall in here. My buddy Jim Stovall, the man behind the weekly Winner's Wisdom column. Uh, Jim is a guy, he's a blind guy. He lost his sight uh, as a young man. It did not stop him. It just pivoted him to a new career. And a blind guy like Jim Stovall has written more than 50 books. Think about that. He's had five movies made from his books. He started a company that lets blind people appreciate movies and television. And he's somebody I've never met. We've never met in person, but he is somebody who's inspired me weekly for almost five years now. And I hope he's been inspiring you. Of course, his columns are available at jimstovall.com. So much information there. And uh, he's, he's joining us today again to talk about the weekly column. Jim Stovall, I'm so glad you're here. Welcome, my friend. Well, it's great to be with you. And having never met you may be the secret to our relationship. I, in fact, I know several people that uh, have not met you and, uh, and still <laughs> like you. So that, that may the, to, to not know you is, is to like you. That is so true. Now, I have to investigate all of this because there are several folks who are part of my regular radio appearances and podcasts that I have never seen in person. Well, you and I, you'll never see me in person. You might meet me Correct. in person, but you'll never see, see me in person. Yeah, I didn't know Angie on, uh, ever in person and uh, several other guests, but uh, life is wonderful that way, Jim. I, I don't have a problem with it. I guess they don't either because we continue talking. <laughs> Uh, Absolutely. Another new backhanded compliment from Jim Stovall. I love it. I'll take it every single week. Uh, Jim, um, I mentioned that habits are important in relationship to this week's uh, Winner's Wisdom column. Uh, Forming habits, especially good habits, are there. Is that the main lesson from this week? Yeah. This week's column is called The Carrot and the Stick, and it's kind of based on... uh, Oh, that uh, Tony Robbins theory that uh, we do everything to gain pleasure or avoid pain in our lives. And I remember when I was a kid, there was a cartoon in the newspaper that was drawn, and one of those news cartoons they used to do. And it was based on an old illustration Jeremy Bentham did. And he's an 1800s industrialist. And it was a picture of a farmer with a load of uh, produce and he was driving this donkey cart up a hill, and he had a long pole he was holding with a carrot dangling from it, and he would hold it out in front of the donkey. And then he also had a sharp stick in his other hand. And then below that, there were several questions. 
how steep is the hill, how hungry is the donkey, uh, how sharp is the stick, how heavy is the load, and those kind of questions. And it's like, what really motivates us? And, uh, you know, I've seen so many people that are motivated by any number of different things. Uh, some people are mon- motivated by money, and that usually only lasts till they get a little bit, and then they find out that doesn't matter. <laughs> Others are motivated by fame or inclusion or significance, or, you know, some people are vo- motivated by creating a legacy, whatever the case may be. But it's really, really important that we understand what motivates us and what motivates the people around us. That motivation, and I, you know, this is one of those things, Jim, I, I, I find myself achieving more when I actually have a motivation that is, I, I, I want to say pure, but a motivation that is beyond what you said, like the people who are motivated by money. If it, if it has a, a great outcome to it, you know, if the motivation is to achieve something that will help others, it seems to be a little more powerful for me. It's not necessarily... How much money can you collect? Because as you said, once you get it, you're like, well, this didn't solve anything, really. It, it fixed a couple of bills, but it didn't solve any problems. And I, I think it's important for us to all look at what motivates us and then try and understand that because that's the key to getting something done. Yeah, I I find that uh, when I'm honest with myself, and uh, you know, we all need to obey Stovall's eleventh commandment: "Thou shalt not kid thyself." You know, I am motivated by competitiveness and consistency. Those two things will motivate me. And uh, I remember when I first started my very first business, I was a member of New York Stock Exchange. I had my own office and sold retail stocks, bonds, options, commodities, and. And every night, this is back in the 80s when uh, you would get a thing come in called the Nightwire, and it would, the, the printer would spit paper all over the floor in this long string, I mean, you know, 20, 30 feet long. And those were all the offerings for sale that day. And occasionally there would be this big box around something, and they were offering a special. Some underwriter was saying, if you sell, you know, a million dollars worth of these bonds, you, we will overnight you six uh stakes that are and, and and since you have gifted me with that recently it, it always puts me in mind of that and you know so i got motivated and i would get on the phone and i would sell three or four million dollars worth of these bonds to my clients and then you know the, the 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 they would invariably call me and ridicule me like jim you just made twelve thousand dollars this morning in commission but what motivated you was $80 worth of meat. And that's kind of what it was. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what motivated me. And then I am very motivated by consistency. Once I get something started, I just don't want to stop. I don't want to have that feeling that I let something go. And, uh, you know, that's such a powerful thing. Anything we can do for 21 days starts to become a habit. And, uh, you know, we can really control our lives that way because, uh, you know, for most of us, you know, brushing our teeth, taking a shower, getting dressed, all those things, those are not even conscious parts of our day. Those are just, that's what you do. And uh, you go on autopilot. Well, if you can take the critical elements of your lives, those that will create success, and get those on autopilot, you can become a formidable human being. Uh, I love learning more about Jim Stovall every week, and I I anticipated that you were a competitive guy. You never would have gone into weightlifting on the level that that you were had you not been a competitive guy. 
and I sensed the consistency was an important part of our uh, of who you are because just uh, our relationship and the regular consistency of our interactions. But it's great to learn more about it. And uh, I, it goes back to something you say all the time. And it's a, it harkens back to Dennis Waitley, I think somebody you knew and I respected, a motivational speaker, a great writer, and that uh, winning is a habit and unfortunately so is losing. So you focus on habits and good habits, like you said, only takes 21 days. And if you've got good habits in your life, you're going to find good results in your life. And I just think that's a simple and wonderful idea to take forward today. Yeah, it's all about uh, creating that expectation and uh, doing the thing that creates the result you want. And it's not a matter of doing anything huge or overwhelming. It's a matter of doing the little things every day that pile up and create uh, what we want in our lives. As you say, how you do the little things is how you do everything. And that's important. Uh, Jim's uh, column this week ends with embrace your dreams, set a goal, create a routine, build a habit. Good habits. Jim Stovall, I uh, thank you very much, and I encourage everybody, go to jimstovall.com, sign up, get the Winner's Wisdom column this week. It'll make you better. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I will be back next week because you are my weekly habit. (laughs) 